Blog Talk Radio. The True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
listen to the elder set the stage, and oh, elder gonna look it over and tell Robert be be all right. And we gonna get in, get into up the book in a minute. So when you meet our elder with a loud voice, you say, "Elder, Mister Tim Israel." That's why I beat that thing right. And Yahweh bless you, see Israel receive well. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, that hell. We all know one thing, the fox tail, hell been lit, hell went up. All we got to do now is organize up under Yahweh's word. Almighty going to intervene as he showed the six anointed camp exactly what he's going to do according to the scriptures. And I think just to bring it and put it right in the eyes, in the minds of those who got the ear to hear. So, you know, what did you got to tell this national audience over 900,000 plus and counting? The WCC said we got the actual figure, but we ain't going to tell you right, right there because you might go to your head. So, take your time, Elder, and, and tell everybody what the Almighty put on you to tell them on take three of revealing the number of the beast. 666, the son of perdition. Come on. Well, once again, Yahweh bless you, Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And as you say, among a cast of over 900,000 members, and that's a lot of words that want to hear the words of Yahweh. That's a lot of people that want to hear those words. And I'll tell you, that is a good thing. Because you got a lot of people that's preaching the word out there, and what they're doing is bringing non-righteous teaching. But sometimes they say, well, we don't like the way the seer sounds, or the elder don't sound right when he explains and stuff. Well, that means they need to read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 6. 6 says, but though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge. But we have thoroughly been made manifest among you in all things. And that's one of the reasons why we bring you the words intensely as we do. Even the elders working on the video for the temple, and he just about got that finished. Might show that on one of the Sabbath days. But anyway, like I said, you have preachers, deacons, pastors out there teaching the word. And they're teaching the wrong thing. I ran into that at least three or four times during the week. And what they're reading and interpreting is leading people in the wrong direction, just like it tells you in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse number 32. 32 says, and the place of the scripture where he's read was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb for his shears. So he opened up not his mouth. And that's generally what you have to do when you're learning this word. And you're trying to share it with someone else. You have to have big ears and little mouth. And you often hear us say that each time we run the broadcast. We usually say that. Have big ears and little mouth. Because that entrance, therefore, to righteousness is very narrow. Because when you don't have any guidance, you can fall off either direction into spiritual death. Like it tells you in Second Esther, chapter 7, verse number 7 and 8. Now, let's see. Seven says, the entrance therefore is narrow, and set in a dangerous place to fall, like if there was 
fire on the right hand and on the left deep water. Eight, and only one path between them both, the fire and the water, so small there could only be but one man go there at once. And that's what we try to tell you. There's one way to go, and that's a narrow pathway. And when you're led by someone that knows the word, you have to be aware that knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts, see, we're given the knowledge to know we have those out there that camouflage their evil or confused teaching. And usually overly loud bump the gums contests for their method of righteous love. Whoever can talk the loudest must be right. Well, even using the Bible scriptures as verbal weapons against those of us that think we know. But it's hard to get past those that do know that are versed in the word. You know, because every spirit that confessed that, uh, hey, they come in the flesh, they're the Yaqua. Well, First John chapter 4, verse 3, what does that say? And every spirit that confess not that Yaqua the Son has come in the flesh is not that of Yaqua. This is the spirit of the anti-Yaqua, where you have heard that it should come, even now it's already in the world. And that's the reason why we're covering this 666, to let you know what it is. And if you've been listening to the broadcast, you would know what we identified the 666 as being. So we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bump the gums for supposedly righteous learning and Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. We come to you live and hope to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible, and first and foremost about Yahweh's word. And as I said, learning how to connect the books your health, foods that you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. All this is done because you have not. And you have to seek no further. You have now found out in the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of Yadah. We're open unto you on the normal days of, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday and Monday, Wednesday and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. Now, Sabbath class we do have, and the top part of Sabbath is Friday. That class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. There's a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until our temple members desire to leave. We even have a website address. To use this on any search engine, put in on that search line, tribeyada.com. And after you click on it, look for tribeyada.com. Dash Israelites. When you do that, just under the big line, you'll see some choices. One being tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. Now, on any other device, you might see menu. Click in this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. In doing so, remember what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yaqua, you can to the people. Give unto the Yaqua, glory and strength. Eight, give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name, bring an offering, and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also donations that's given to this ministry is greatly appreciated. 
that you give to the Bible scriptures, which are read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you Dusty as Yahweh alive. Also for building the school, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods. We continue to speak up in this program. We even have a calendar. While there, check out our calendar. It will help keep you, your family, and friends the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program, which is available during our live broadcast time. Just enter three words to get there on your search line. On your cell phone, your computer, or any one of your smart devices. Enter Yakwa Radio Live. And after clicking it, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Yadda. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcast. Now, we even have a few numbers you can call with Yakwa in mind. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is our international line. This is where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six anointed camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. You will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling that same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we have to ask you, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. The reason for this is usually pretty busy. With the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Sigar Man, announcing many memos, and now even in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224 600-5579. And if that question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you'll only hear a discouraging dial tone. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can catch their entire recorded show at 9.15 p.m., except Friday's program time for repeating. Repeating is after 10.30. Now, during our normal broad talk broadcasts, we're also simultaneously transmitting our program on PowerTalk. It can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, computer, even your smartwatch. Just download the PowerTalk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. We'll look for voices of the true Israelites, tribe of God down. You'll find once you get there, our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. For Yahweh's word, we'll also be working your Bible education, and online there to answer any of the on-the-table topics that we discuss will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the Seer Israel, right in a shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off the topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on Pal Talk. But a continuing reminder that we give is when we're given the scriptures to speak by this ear, be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly 
remembering that we have over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh, and not that of confusion. I give a reminder, usually in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. But anyway, we shall turn our program back over to our seer Israel, and where the teaching can yet begin, and say hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, yeah, yo, that was excellent on your part, yo. So um, we'll give you a chance to spread some more books out and get all comfortable in. You know, one thing about <laughs> it, this series right here, you know, a lot of people are going to shy away from this thing because it's going to reveal some things that that we, um, how can I put it? You know, um. How can I put it? I don't know how to put it, but it's going to shy away because of the listeners of big dignitaries, especially um, Susan Cook, I mean uh, Mrs. Cook, um, big dignitary out of where I had, you know, um, Miss Cook, she says that they are the alternative for the apologetics too. But they are they are what's called a up and coming group and that's all I can say right now. So but like I said again we gotta do a lot of work there, elders. And when they shy away and give voices and stuff like that, they, I mean, we got to respect that. We got to respect some things. Well, I know, I thought we talked all around the corner, but we're trying to let you know this information that the voices of the two Israelites going to bring out. It will step on a lot of toes. Because when the truth comes out, exactly who everybody is, they're going to show you who, who everybody ain't. So that's good enough. We, we, we leave it like that. So the NACCC, I mean, NACCC is well and uni, unified for this series. So that's all we can say right now. And so the... Um, so take your time there, you know, we're going to need all the loop 12, 12 we can get. And then we're just going to uh, get at this, because like I said, I'm not planning on answering any what I think, what I feel. I wait, and I do it through the spirit of Yahweh when we deal with this. And only we can be persuaded that we have to read something. Now, when we read something with the precept, and you can bring that on the table, then that's good. Then I, I, I can consider that if I can read what you're saying, not what we've been taught all our life. So, Elder, all I can tell you, I know I've been speaking all around the corner, but, but, but we just get off into some good stuff by going to Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Take your time, Elder. 
Let me see where we're going until the wheel, the wheel fall off. Come on. Okay, in the book of Luke, looking at chapter 12, and verse number 12, 12 says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Mm-hmm. The righteous spirit will do the teaching, and that's the key, Dale. And we know the series are here. We don't know how long it's going to be. But if we have an ear to hear, a lot of things going to be, and we're going to just take our time in this series and just slow walk this information down. So we open up and take number three, or revealing the number of the B666, the song of perdition. That's big topic there, yo. That's, that's a whole lot of big topic there. So we're going to look at, Did you give me did you give me Luke twelve twelve already? I don't got excited already. Hallelujah. Well, I gave you Luke twelve twelve, but you were trying to throw a particular word in there to answer answer for something that uh you were thinking about at first. And and that has to do with uh, Ecclesiastes or Shirat twenty one fifteen. Tell you right there, you know, those that don't want to hear what you're saying, they cast it behind their back. That's why they don't understand it. Well, already written. Yeah, well, in this case, they do want to hear what we're saying because they have already built up with their technology on this right here. I want to open up their elbow. In a verse in Second Kings chapter ten sixteen. Before before you do that, let's even get Mother East. So Mother East, look here. We we know this is a big series coming up. And anything I can do to help, I'll be right there to do my part in it and grass out Mother E and Mother Z. So we know um, that's a great thing. Let's see if we get Mother in to make sure Mother is Mother E and Mother E. So, Mother E, try what y'all got to do. The one of the mothers out of Cam 1, say, Mother E, y'all quiet, get there, see you right. Y'all quiet, bless you, see you there, see you right. Hallelujah, y'all quiet. Hallelujah, y'all quiet, Mother. Well, Mother, one thing we can say, this series right here that we are right now is going to open a lot of eyes. Those that got an ear to hear, and all hands should be on deck for this series. But a lot of hands uh, is not on deck for this series. But one thing we do know: the elder Mr. Chibs is ready to go, and Mother E's ready to go, and Mother Z. Hey, Mother Z, try me y'all got to do it. Y'all probably just see right. You're not here right now, see ya. All right, good enough. So when you do get in, uh, just give me hallelujah, and we'll bring her in. They're piling that microphone. We're going to take our time and deal with this series. But what I want to do is open up with the elder. In 2 Kings, 
chapter 10, verse 16, down to 25, and Mother, uh, and Mother E, pick up the verse 26 down to verse 30. I just want to put some on the table. In Second Kings, chapter 10, 10 to 25, there, Mr. Jill. And mother's going to pick it up at 26 down to verse 30. No fan, you're going to cry, come on. The book of Second Kings, chapter 10, reading verses 16 to 25. 16 says, And he said, Come in with me and see my zeal for the Yahweh. So they made him ride in his chariot. 17. And when he came to Samaria, he slew all that remained unto Abba in Samaria. And he had destroyed him, according to the saying of the Yahweh which spanked Elijah. 18. When Judah gathered all the people together and said unto them, Abba, serve Bala a little, but Judah shall serve him much. 19. Now therefore call unto me all the prophets, seers of Babel, and all his servants, and all his priests. Let none, none be warning Awaiting, for I have great sacrifice to do to Babel. Whosoever shall be warning, he shall not live. But Jehu did not suddenly, did, did it in suddenly, to intent that he might destroy the worshippers of Babel. 20. And Jehu said, Proclaim a solemn assembly for Babel. And they proclaimed it. 21. And Jehovah sent through all Israel and all the worshipers of Babel came, so that there was not a man left that came not. And they came unto the house of Babel, and the house of Babel was full from one end to another. 22. And he said unto him, That was over the best. Bring forth Vestments for all the worshippers of Babel, and he brought them forth vestments. Then Jehovah went to Jehonadad, the son of Rechah, into the house of Babel, and said unto the worshippers of Babel, Search and look where you be with you. None of the servants of the Yahweh, but the worshippers of Babel only. 24. And when they went into offering sacrifices and burnt offerings, Jehud appointed fourscore men without and said, If any of the men whom I have brought unto you, into your hands, escape, he that let him go, his life shall be in for the life of him. 25. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made the end of offering, the burnt offering that he has said unto the guard of the captains, go in and slay them. Let none of them come forth. And they smoked them with the edge of the sword. And the guard and the captains cast them out and went into the city and the house of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold that point right there. Uh, you know, come back and read that. Um, 
that. Verse 16 again. Now this is Jehu. And Jehu was Jehu made a profound statement at Elder. Now, what he said to the to the men, what he said again to the men that he had um put together in in ten sixteen. In ten sixteen, he said, and sixteen, and he said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Yahweh. So they made him ride in his chariot. Ah. So Jehu said to the men, Come and see my zeal. And see that's one thing we got to have is Yahweh's zeal. See, non Vermont ain't going to cut it. We got to have Yahweh's zeal. His zeal demands to come and see. But we need a little more history on that before we bring Mother in. Why did, where did Jehu get this information from? Then he put these men together to come see his zeal. His zeal. See, that's one thing about it. When you when you teaching or doing the work of Yahweh, you must have zeal. You can't be nonchalant in this thing right here. You got to treat this right here like this is your last, or it could be your last. Matter of fact, uh, hey, Mother E, uh, put your marker there, Mother, Mother E. And can you mm-hmm. give me St. John 7, verse 6? Mother E, put a marker right in there, one of them five markers you got. And give me St. John 7, verse 6. St. John 7, verse 60 or 6? 6, 0. I mean, just 6 plain, just plain 6. Okay. Uh, chapter 7, verse number 6. St. John chapter 7, verse 6, read. St. John chapter 7, verse 6. Then Yahweh said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. Mm-hmm. He said, His time hasn't came, hasn't come, but our time is always ready. So mm-hmm. what we have to do is you're going to be part of the kingdom to come, you have to raise your level up with your zeal. Your zeal got to be raised up a little bit. I mean, you got to have zeal for this right here. Because it's the arm for the Almighty to chose a people called the Sixth Anointed Camps to deal with what we're doing now. This will be an honor. And those that participate in this are to give it all they got. Like, this man called Jehu. Now we want to go back and get a little history on Jehu now. Before we bring mother in for 26 down to verse 30, I need a little background information. You know, when you go into a job, they, they run your background. We want to run and see why did he say to the men, come and see my zeal. 
we go on to the ninth chapter of Second Kings, that elder. And we'll pick a verse one. Let's read down to find out why he why he had so much zeal. He she told he got put some men together and said, Hey, y'all come go with me so y'all can see my zeal. Let's see. We're going to Second Kings chapter nine, verse one, Elder. We'll read about we'll read down to this man and find out why he got so much zeal and to do what. Pick it up at nine verse one and three with the elder come out. Elder Second Kings nine verse one. Let's do a little read now, Elder. Okay, Second Kings. Chapter 9, reading 1 to 3. 1 says, And Elijah, the prophet, called one of the children of the prophets and said unto him, Hold on, hold on, up there, hold on, hold on, hold on, back up. That is uh, Elisha and Elisha the seer. So Elisha the seer is the one on the scene right now. So now, but we want to find out what message that he has. And he poured the oil on his head 
and said unto him, Thus says the Yahweh of Israel, I have anointed thee king over the people of the Yahweh, even over Israel. Seven, and thou shalt smite the house of Ahab, thy master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants of the seers and the blood of all the servants of the Yahweh at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab him that this is against the wall, and him that shut up and left in Israel. Nine. And I will make the house... Called Rebuilding the Number 
of the beast, 666. And it says, the song of perdition. We got to make it plain. But we got to have those that will participate, raise their level, and show their zeal in doing their part in just as Yahweh. That's all we're saying. So now, we'll get the groundwork down. So, Jehu have said, he's the king now. He was the captain. He said, look here. I'm going to anoint you men to come go with me and see my zeal. I'm going to tell you men something. Make sure you got your act prepared to do what Yahweh wants to be done. He don't want nobody that's a part of Ahab, Jezebel, Baal teaching. That means up on the same devil. I want them all dead. All of them dead. If you let any of them get away, then you're going to die. That big talk, yeah. So now the stage is set. The great mother in for verse 26 down to verse 30. Now the stage is set. Now we're going to 2 Kings 10. So now we got the background on everything. So, that, so what Yahweh requires of us is to have passion about his word, just like Jehu said to the men, come and see my zeal. And my zeal, I'm going to be a killing machine. That's what he said. That's what he said. Now, mother, get ready to pick it right back up at 2 Kings 10. Pick it verse number 26 out of verse 30. Take your time there, mother. We'll lay the foundation on it. All Yahweh requires one thing. Give it all you got, and that's good enough. Yahweh knows you're giving your best. 26 down to verse 30, Mother, you're on the clock. Come on. 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 26 to 30. Verse 26. And they brought forth the images out of the house of Baal and burnt them. 27. And they break down the images of Baal and break down the house of Baal, and made it a dungeon house unto this day. 28. Thus Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. 29. How be it from this, how be it from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, who made Israel to sin. Jehu Jehu departed not from after them to wit the gold caves that were in Bethlehem and that were in Dan. Verse 30. And Yahweh said unto Jehu, because thus have done well and it that which is right in my eyes and have done unto the house of Ahab according to all that was in my mind. The children of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. Hey, that's 
for a moment, but wait a minute, yo. What did he do well according to that made Yahweh so proud of him? Then told him, for the next four generations, all your grandbabies going to be on that throne of the northern kingdom because you done well. What what did he do in chapter 10, verse number 16 down to verse 20. What did he do to, to make Yahweh so proud to see him do? What did he do, Elder? Second Kings 10, 16 down to verse 20. Take your time, Elder, and let's see what he did to make Yahweh put so much, so much, pat him on his back, bring them all up, and he's very happy with it. What did he do? Come on. To uh, verse number 20, 16 to 20. Mm-hmm. 16 says, So Jehu rode in the chariot and went to uh, Jezreel for Roham and lay there. And Azariah, the king of Judah, was come down to see Joram. 17. And there stood a watchman, Jezreel. And he spied the company. Hold on, Elder. What are you reading? Are you reading Second Kings chapter 10, 16 out of verse 20? No, I'm going to chapter 10. I was in Second Kings. I do apologize to the listening audience. Chapter, chapter 10, looking at 16 to 20. Let's try this again. 16, and he said, come with me and see my zeal for the Yahweh. So they made him ride in his chariot. 17, and when he came to Samaria, he slew all that remained unto Ahab in Samaria, till he had destroyed him according to the sin of the Yahweh, which he spent to Elijah. 18. Then Jehu gathered all the people together and said unto him, Ahab served Bela a little, but Jehu shall serve him much. Mm-hmm. Now therefore call unto me all the seers of, of Bela and all his servants and all his priests. Let none of them warning, let none of them be warning, warning, for I have a great sacrifice to do. With Baal. Whosoever shall be warning, he shall not live. But Jehu did it subtly to an intent that he might destroy the worshippers of Baal. 20. And Jehu said, O king, a solemn assembly for Baal, and they proclaimed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in this case, we hear him. On the on the in this case right here, you know, Elisha and Tim one, and always Elisha be be replaced to death. So in this case, he's talking about the pastors, the popes, everybody else that affiliated with Ahab. Them, they was up on the state of the devil. So he wasn't going to destroy no fear in this case. He was going to destroy some of uh, shepherds. 
Elisha that sent one of his sons out there to anoint Jehu the captain to get him prepared. And he said, I fulfill what Yahweh had written. Now, I want to read one more time what Yahweh told the seer to tell his son, and Jehu fulfilled it, and Yahweh got happy. Now, come back to the ninth chapter of Second Kings L. Come back to the ninth chapter, and I want to read seven. Down to verse number 11. Come back to 2 Kings, and I want to see what what was Yahweh so happy behind Elisha, for Yahweh knows who he wants to take care of his business. And he rewarded him big time. So come back to 2 Kings 9. And pick it back up at verse number 7 to 11. Take the time that it was 7 down to verse 11. Let's see why Yahweh was so happy with Elisha sending his son to anoint the captain to be king over the northern kingdom. Come on. 7 down to verse 11. He'll come up. Okay. Second Kings 9, reading 7 to 11. It says, and thou shalt smite the house of Ahab, thy master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Yahweh at the end of Jezebel. Eight, for the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab him that pisses against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel. Nine, I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebuch, like all the house of Baasha, the son of Isaiah. And the dogs shall eat Jezebel in the portion of Jeroboam, and there shall be none to bury her. And he shall open the door and fled. Eleven. Then Jehu came forth to the servants of the Yahweh, and one said unto him, Is all well? Wherefore came this mad fellow to thee? And he said unto them, You know the man and his communication. Uh, give me uh, 12 and 13, Elder. And he said, this is false. Tell us now. And he said, Thus he said, Thus, and thus spake me to me, saying, Thus saith the Yahweh, I have anointed thee king over Israel. Thirteen. They that has haste took every man his garment and put it under him on the top of the stairs, and blew up trumpets, saying, Jehu is king. You see that? So that's going to get dramatic. See, that's big stuff right there. So now, so the order of things is the seer must first move through Yahweh 
and warrant he anoints to take care of his business, they have just as much power to do so as he sent his son to anoint the captain. And his job was to advance him on what Jezebel did by killing the brother with the vineyard, but we don't get off into that. And so Jezebel done a lot of killing upon the Baal, Satan the devil. And Ahaz, her better had watched her ran the northern kingdom, and he didn't say nothing, period. So Yahweh says, claim it. I don't want nothing tied to their hip to be listened. And I want, when you kill Jezebel, I'm going to have some dogs with their mouth open. Go out of the window, and I'm going to make sure nobody even look for a grave because everything she got belongs to her will be the dog's mouth. You can have some dogs to have their mouth open. And when Disney was thrown out the window, the dogs ate her all the way up. So you can't go visit her grave. Well, dog got her in the belly for what she did. So Jehu became king of the northern kingdom, taking Ahab's place. And he said, come and see my zeal. His zeal was to be a killer machine because the northern kingdom was worshiping Satan the devil up on the Jezebel, the woman. You got it? Good. Now, we got that part of the way. So what we're trying to say, when it comes down to Yahweh's business, we got to show our zeal for his business. Because we've been chosen to like, Jehu was anointed to go show his zeal. We have been anointed to show our zeal on unlocking the revealing the number of the B666. Although we're getting hit on every side by a lot of big dignitaries. The NACCC, big organization out of Philadelphia. Executive director said we need to join them. Is that so? Because we know what the mark of the beast is. I said, oh, really? Do you know what the mark of the beast is? You will find out. Just stay tuned and listen, and we're going to show you our zeal on teaching this lesson. So now that's good. So now we're going to show our zeal by revealing who really is the number of the beast, 666, the son of perdition. Hey, Marie, <laughs> now we're going to go and look at chapter 7 on your chapter 2, mother. We're going to look at verse 1, 2, and 3. So now we're going to show our zeal on breaking down and going to love every minute of it by showing our zeal. So I'm going to show our zeal, mother. We're going to sacrifice on your chapter 2, 1, 2, and 3. What does it say? Second Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 1, 2, and 3. Yes, Second Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Yahweh, the Son, 
and by our gathering together unto him. Verse 2, that you, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by words, nor by matter upon us, as that the day of Yahweh is at hand. Verse 3, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man's sin be revealed, the son of prediction. Hey, that's all. He said, he said, he said, it got to be a falling away first. <laughs> so, Elder, we clear that the falling away happened in Luke 21, Verse 24, we clear up that the falling away have happened. How we know that? We're going to look at them, and we'll look at verse number 21, verse 24. We're going to read with some zeal and take care of this business. 21, verse 24. Let's see what, what we do know, 21, verse 24, El. Okay, in the book of Luke. Looking at um, chapter 21, verse 24. 24 says, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive unto all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trotted down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm too far away. Far away from what? Who has to fall away? In 70 AD, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi had to fall away. They no longer in, in rulership in Judah, southern king. They've been scattered to every nation. So the fall away have happened. It happened in 70 AD. So that part has happened. But they said the son of perdition, and the word perdition means destruction. The son of destruction has to be revealed. See, the son of destruction must be revealed. So part one of it don't happen, and that's 70 AD. But the second part has not happened. The son of perdition have not been revealed. And that's what this series is all about. Revealing Mother. Mother Eve. Read verse 3 again. That's big, that big reading you're doing, Mother. And verse 3, read it again. Okay. Let me get back. <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah. See? Yeah. Ephesians 2, verse 3. Okay, let me get back to having to put some mark in here. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three read. Second Thessalonians chapter two, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a 
falling away first, and that man, the sin, what? What's that, Mother? Now look at the wise men being jingled. Being jingled. The wise now being jingled a little bit. Okay. You want me to read it over again? Yes, ma'am. Read that, read that verse again, Mother. Okay. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of prediction. See, that man of sin got to be revealed, the son of destruction. Hey, Elder, hey, Elder, look upon your telephone and tell me when the origin of Pledge of Allegiance. The Plague of Allegiance, that, you know, we sung in school, the Plague of Allegiance. It's a, it's a flag. We put our hand on our chest, on our heart, the P-L-E-D-G-E of Allegiance, A-L-L-E-G-I-A-N-C-E. P L E D G E O A L L E G I A N C E. What that means? The plague, plague of legion. What that means? I don't know what that means, Al. And we're gonna take our time and walk this thing down. I want to know what that means. What is the origin? And what 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 is where does this come from? Because we know we. In school, we stand up and put our hand on our heart and say, I pledge allegiance to the flag. I, w- I want to know about that. I want to know what kind of history you got on it, the etymology on it, the history of allegiance. But you got to take your time and let's walk this down because we're going somewhere, but we got to bring that in right now, spirit led through Yahweh. The P L E G G E O A L L E G I A N C E. What that mean, Hill? Come on. Okay, first of all, I was making sure I was not in the mute. So we'd be muted for a few minutes. But the Pledge of Allegiance was uh, something that they used to do in schools as part of what the uh, definition is. Well, and it started it because of uh, people. Hey, I'm pulling hey, it up, so I already have it up. It's uh, we want to know where it comes from. We want to know it or where it comes from. Okay, now we want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. The Pledge of Allegiance was written in 1892 by Francis... Uh, Bolemi, to commemorate 400th anniversary of Columbus' first voyage. That was uh, when it first started. Yes. 1892. And, and, 1892. And, and we pledge an allegiance for what reason? 
reason why we do it. What reason? What reason why we do it in school again? What is what? Is what was, are we doing? Go ahead. It was for the anniversary of Columbus' first voyage to the Americas. Okay. Well, I need a little bit more. I mean, I need. I, well, I I go and break it down a little bit more. The Pledge of Allegiance of the United States. The allegiance is to the flag of the United States. The Republican on which we stand, the Republican, and we read and last lesson, the Republican came out wrong. So when we pledge an allegiance to the flag, and you see that in all sports and everything else, that came like the elder said in 1892. But we pledge allegiance to the United States of the Republican of the United States of which we stand. Republican. The key word is Republican. And we read in last lesson that the Republican Senate, all that came out of Rome. So when we pledge allegiance to the flag, it was set up uh, by, by ancient Rome and it was picked back up in 1892. So when you're pledging your allegiance to the United States, on which we stand, to the flag of the United States of Republican. See, the key word is Republican. And we read in Tuesday, I mean, what last lesson was um, Monday, yeah, Monday, Monday lesson, we read where that was set up in Rome, and, it, and this is the revived Roman Empire. So in 1892, this was revived back from ancient Rome. That's the point. Republican traced back to ancient Rome. Republican, the Senate, all that replaced back to ancient Rome. So this is what we in now is we in the revived Roman Empire. Because they revived it right back in 1892. That song was already on the books that was set up by Rome. So the system we in now is called a revive of the Roman Empire. So they, so so when Mother read the son of addition have to be revealed, and the start of addition is system must be revealed. Somebody revived the system in 1892. What system? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republicans. So you pledge it to Rome. That's what I want. So that was, that's what we want. We won't know. We want to show you what you know. That is the system. And that system was revived in 1892. And what was the man's name that revived again, Elder? For teaching sake, what is the man's name that revived Republican of ancient Rome? What's the, what's the man's name in 1892? What's the name again, Elder? For teaching sake. 
tells me I can't get nothing out there of them because the WCC is delaying his microphone. So a lot of things I'm not going to be able to get out in this lesson by delaying his microphone like that. So, Mother, let's, let's, let's put that to the side and we just come to 17, verse number 8. 17, verse 8. Okay, Revelation chapter 17. Boy, I turn away from it. Revelation chapter 17, verse 8, read. Revelation chapter 17, verse 8. The beast that will, that thy sword was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into prediction. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they beheld the beast that was and is not and yet is. Now, now, that's, now that's great big talk, Now, Mo, we're going to we're going to take our time because right now, you know, the big digger carrots jiggling the wires, mother. See, you know, we, we head on something, mother, so you know we will get all kind of jiggling the wires. So right now it's going to be you and myself to have to do the best we can on this lesson, revealing the son of addition. The word addition means destruction. That was the word mean. I was going to hear it. Said without that word name. So the sun is destruction. And this sun is what you call today the system. The system. This is a system. It's not no individual person. It is a whole system. It's a system. So a system. Now I want to come back and read that verse again, Mother, real slow. Because we're going we gonna to take our time and stay in that verse a little bit. And what we had again, what was that verse again? 17, verse 8. So let's, let's analyze this 17, verse 8. 17, verse 8. Take your time. Revelation. Yes. Revelation, chapter 17, verse 8. Verse 8 reads, The beast that thou sawest was, and he is not. And Sorry, that, Mother. Mother. Hold on, Mother. Hold on, Mother. See, I, I won't take I won't take this apart. So we, we might spend a lot of time on the dread mode. Because there's no need of going no further until we break down just a little bit. And it mm-hmm. says in 17 verse 8, the beast that thou saw it was mm-hmm. and is not. And that's big chocolate yet, mother. See right there, we 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 gotta stay right there for a minute. It was, but it is not. What are you talking about? See, let's go, mother, and find out something that we need to know. It was, and it's not. It says, the beast that thou saw it was 
and is not. That's a big topic, that mother. What do you mean? Let's uh, back back up to, put your marker there, mother. Let's back back up to Daniel chapter 7. Chapter 7, verse 17. Let's back up to Daniel chapter 7, verse 17. Daniel chapter 7, verse 17. Daniel chapter 7, verse 17 reads, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall rise out of the earth. These beasts are four kings. Four kings. So these beasts you're talking about, it's four kings, mm-hmm. and they're going to come out of the earth. So we have to know who these four beasts is going to come out of the earth. Mm-hmm. The first beast, for time's sake, we, uh, we just got this. You know, was Greek. Alexander the Greek, the Greek, sins of Esau. That was the first king, Alexander. Then, who bumped off Alexander was the Roman Empire. The Romans bumped him off. And they ruled. So John is saying, John is saying that in verse 8, the beast that that thou sawest and if not, even you know this beast that you saw it was the Roman Empire. But he said, out of this Roman Empire, let's go to the 17th chapter, mother. So we just go, we just gonna stay. We just gonna play around with this, this right here, cause we see we kind of we shorthanded, but we still gonna get the job done. So we go on to the 17th chapter, figure of verse number 11. Revelation 17, verse 11. Yeah, let's, yeah. We go on to Revelation 17, and we're going to find out what is he saying here. The beast that thou sawest was and is not. So this beast was and is not. Find a little bit more what he's talking about, mother. We're going to Revelation 17, verse 11, and we'll read a little bit until we find out what it means by it was and was not. What, what, is, it, what is he saying? Remember, John is in captivity. He's on the Isle of Patmos, and he had to speak in cold, dark sand because the letter that he was writing to send to the seven churches, the congregation of Israel that was in Europe, they had to have this information to chew on <laughs> about something was to come. So when John was writing this, his letter was to be read by the guards. 
and the letter could not be written where it was any offenses to the Roman Empire that put him in captivity. So he had talk and code similar to mystery, dark sand. So his letter had all that in. Now let's find a little bit more, mother, by going to the 17 chapters and pick up verse 11 down to verse 17. What does it say? Book of Revelation, chapter 17, verses 11 to 17. Revelation, chapter 17, verse 11. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is uh, the seventh and goeth into perdition. Verse 12. And the ten oh, horns. Oh, hold on, hold on.
can you tell the National Order to all carrying this broadcast as we speak? Can you all uh, get in the microphone and put them on the table? You're on the clock there. You're online. All right, says Red C. Rook. Well, we know we live on Blog Talk Radio, but we also live on Pal Talk. And you can catch us at YouTube as well. You can type in those keys on that wide Satan phone, that wide double laptop, that one eye double smart TV or your desktop, one eye Satan or that too. Uh, you can type in on your laptop or any one of those things that you can get online with for YouTube at uh, P-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. Once again, it's V-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. Type in if you want to catch any one of the previous broadcasts that we have uh, have uh, done before on Blog Talk, or if you want to catch uh, something that we have went live on that you had the opportunity uh, or that you didn't have the opportunity to listen to, go to Facebook, and you can type in for our page on Facebook, V-O-T-T-Y. Once again, you can go to Facebook and catch any one of the previous broadcasts at V-O-T-T-Y. Also, we have an online uh, for Blog Talk as well. You can type in the keys, Tribe, Y-H-D-H, Voices of the True Israelites. You can type that in the keys, and you can uh, also catch any one of the Blog Talk radio stations' uh, previous broadcasts that we had uploaded on there. So we ask you guys to tune in, be big ears, little mouth, ask your questions. If you have any um, questions or comments, you can call in the international line at 224-600-5579. Once again, that number is 224-600-5579. We also uh, say if you want to listen in on a broadcast like Laugh Right Now with us today, you can tune in on the radio stations at 319 319- Five two seven six zero six five. You want the Blog Talk Radio Station? Tune in live with us at three one nine five two seven six zero six five. We just want to let you know on uh, Sundays, Mondays we'll be on the broadcast at six o'clock, and on Wednesdays and Thursdays we're also in Friday. Well, Wednesdays and Thursdays we'll also be on the broadcast at six o'clock. And no class on Tuesdays unless you want to get on on Pow Talk with us. If you want to get in on Pow Talk, scroll down to uh, type in those keys. Scroll down to African American. Put in ethics. Go to well, put in ethics. Go to African American. Then scroll down and put in B O T T Y. You can pull us up on Pow Talk. Also, if you want to uh, tune in for the Sabbath day class, when the sun go down Friday, the sun go down Saturday, you can tune in with us from uh. 7.30 until the class is over. Once again, on Fridays, you can start with us at 7.30. On Saturdays, we're in the uh, bottom part of the Sabbath day. You can tune in at 2 o'clock. The air station will begin at 2 o'clock. So once again, we ask you guys just to ask questions, and we're ready to roll. We're going to give you the answers according to what we can read. And if we don't have an answer right then and there, be ready for some Daniel uh, 2.16. Give us a little time, and we'll get back with you. Over to you, sis, Red C. Roy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, excellent, young man. Excellent. Now, what I'm talking about, excellent. All right. So now, we 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 found out um, 
which gives Republicans. And we found out in the Monday night lesson, Republicans came out of the Senate House that they're wrong. So when you pledge and you're leading to the flag of the United States, which is the Republicans, and we found out in Monday's lesson that Republicans, it came out of wrong. And I think it's in First Maccabees, Young Line 853, where it talks about a, a Senate house. So we see how the, you know, we is, we're not going to be in no big hurry to break this down all the way down. We want to go back in the book of First Maccabees chapter, is it 853, where it talks about Rome, the origin of the Senate House, and how many men they had, and this is where that come out. So, and First Maccabees there, young line, can you help those see out exactly what's going on in First Maccabees chapter? Is it 853? Come on. All right. We're going to try our First Maccabees. You say chapter 8, and we were on 53. You say when they talk about, you try, uh. Oh, is, 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 that, is that the Senate House? I'm looking for the Senate House there. Y'all lying? I'm looking no. for, okay, I'm looking for the Senate House and first Maccabees. Um, so, what verses that try? 815. See what we got. First Maccabees 815. Okay. All right. We're going to 1st Maccabees chapter 8. That's right. 1st Maccabees chapter 8, verse 15. Verse 15 reads, Moreover, how they had made for themselves a singing house where we 320 men that in council days, consulting always for the people to the end that they might be well ordered. Mm-hmm. So we know that the system we're in now is the revival of the Roman Empire. Because the United States of America is taking a little bit out of everybody. They're taking, they're taking a little from ancient Rome. they take a little bit from the Babylonians, the Greeks, they take them from everybody, and they com- combine it into a, a gumbo today. So, and we find out that Mother Bread has, in the 17th chapter, young line, look at verse 11 again. So we know, then we find out that the Pledge of Legion the origin of Pledge of Legion, it, it came, the elder read it. He read that Pledge of Legion in 1892. That was the empire, bringing back in the system of pledging your legion to the United States of the revived Roman Empire. That was the Republican. Because we just found out the Senate House was, was set up, and that's 
why we go through and take one the legislative branch, executive branch, the judicial branch, all that came out of Rome. And this is, we in what's called a revive of the Roman Empire. So that's why we have to walk this down because the man of sin, that means a system that is set up by sin. And we found out the system was set up by set up by third Enoch, young line. And third Enoch, we read a Monday night lesson. We don't read it. But third Enoch 
You mean that that's how easy it is to find out who the son of addition is. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Well we got but we're gonna beat it a little bit more. Now, good. So let's go to the seventeenth chapter and now we can break this down. Now we can break with that information that we have lined up. We should be able to break this down by using that compact Bible dictionary, page 142. The only people on the Bible, in the Bible, that have no forgiveness, Esau, and his five sons. I wonder why not. Well, we, well, we see now Elder's microphone is back on again, but Elder, why not? And can you help to see how this? The book of Hebrews, chapter 12, 16, and 17. Let's find out why not. Why they have, according to the Bible, Esau and his five sons, have no mercy from Yahweh. Why is he so hot? Hey, hold on, still. We're going to Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 16 and 17. Let's find out why. Elder. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 16. Okay, let's get a look at this. Chapter 12. Chapter 12, that makes sense. Verse 16 and 17. Chapter 12, looking at 16 and 17. Least there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Seventeen. For ye know now that afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance. Though so he sought it carefully with tears. With tears. Esau cried up a storm. <laughs> but one thing he couldn't do, young lion, was what? According to what we just got through reading, young lion, what Esau cannot do then, he won't do now. According to what we just got through reading about him. Esau had put himself in a position of something he, according to the 12th chapter, 16 and 17, what Esau is not going to do, although he's going to cry up a storm even to this day. What did he say that young lion? He had no place of repentance. So you see that? So we waiting on a people to say they're sorry for what they did. But the Bible is letting you know, as a nation, you might have a couple of individuals might do so, but the individuals would not be able to make any kind of changes because this is all the way to the top. So the top of the system, they is not going to repent, and that's the reason why today you pick it and boycott or recreation. I mean, what's that word called? Uh, help me out. With that word, we uh, we try to get for the 
400 some years. We got it's a word called, can y'all help me out? We have to see how it's a record. Uh, I can't pronounce the top. Reparation? That's excellent. And we have them all saying that you owe us like you paid the Japanese for bombing him. You paid them, but why you can't pay us? See, and that's why we have to understand that man of sin, which is the sentence of Esau's system, must be revealed. Now, 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 young man, now let's go and, and break this down with that understanding by going to the 17th chapter, and we're going to pick up verse 8. We're going to Revelation 17, verse 8. Now, with that understanding, so now we got enough understanding to know who is this son of addition. And the word son of addition means destruction. That's what the word means. That means we're going to read some good stuff on the way of reason. Let's go to 17, verse 8 again, and let's break it down one line at a time. 17, verse 8 says what? All right, going to the book of Revelation. Chapter 17, picking up at verse number 8. Verse 8 reads, The beast that you saw is was and is not. And Stop it there. Stop it there. Stop it there. The beast that you saw, the beast that you saw, the beast that you saw was and is not. So that means the beast that you saw and was and is not. So this beast was too, which is, give me, give me Daniel, young line, 7 and 17. Give me Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 and 17. All right. We're going over to the book of Daniel, chapter 7. Seven and verse number seventeen. The book of Daniel, chapter seven, verse seven and verse number seventeen. So read, read. The book of Daniel, chapter seven, seven read. After this, I saw in the night this, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible. And strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Verse mm-hmm. 17. Well, that part right there, all that point, you know, he had ten horns. So this mm-hmm. is probably that now you and this beast go have, he will have control over ten horns. And we know we already read who is ten horns that he will have control on, on the prophecy, that he will have control of ten governments. Ten governments. He will have control over over ten governments. This beast right here. Okay, good. Verse 17. Let's talk about it in verse 17. All right. 
We're going over into the book of James, chapter 7. We want to read verse number 17. Verse 17 reads, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall rise out of the earth. Mm-hmm. So these four beasts are four kings. The first king was Alexander, the one that's called Alexander the Greek, the Grecian Empire. That was the first one. That was the first sentence of Esau ruling. And after them came Rome, and Rome ruled. But in, and when we read now in the 17th verse number, he says, the beast that thou saw it was and is not. So this beast was going to go out of power. He was, this beast was going to go out of power that are not. Pick it back up, mother. Now, come on back again, mother, in the 17th chapter, and pick it up at verse number 9, 9 down to verse 11, 9 down to verse 11, mother. We're going to Revelation chapter 17, 9 down to verse 11, 9 down to 11, mother. Take your time, verse 9, 10, and 11, what does it say? The book of Revelation, chapter 17, verses 9 to 11, verse 9 reads, And there is the mind which has wisdom, the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. Verse 10, and, and these are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short space. Verse 11. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seventh, and goes into prediction. All right. So now, what are we going to find out, mother? So we'll find out in in verse number 11, the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seventh, but will go into perdition. What's the word perdition mean again, y'all lives? They mean eternal damnation, destruction. So eternal damnation. So this beast, but he's but he's coming out of the seven. So this beast gonna come out of the seven, and this beast gonna get his own rulership. It's gonna be it's gonna be the the eighth beast, which means the eighth rulership, the system king. But it's coming out the seventh. And it and it'll be diverse different from everybody. Reason why? Because this beast right here is gonna take on everybody's system. 
They're going to take on ancient Babylon system. They're going to take on um, ancient Rome. And we just found out it's taking on, on ancient Rome system. Uh, what, what was the name again, Elder? In 1882, you wrote it down, right, Elder? What was his name again? What did he What did he revive in 1892, Elder? Okay. Yeah. What was his name? And what did he do in 1892? What did he do? Remember, this is serious. He was, uh, the name was Francis. I don't know if you can hear me. The name was uh, 1892. The name was Francis Bellamy. He, uh, he commemorated the fourth. He commemorated the fourth hundredth anniversary of Columbus' first voyage to the Americas. And not only that, he, he, and not only that, he what? And not only that, what, what did he do? What, what else he did in 1892? What else did he do, Elder? He revived the original the of allegiance of the United States to a Republican. So he brought in the Pledge of Allegiance in 1892. He brought in the Pledge of Allegiance, and you know what they're going to school all our life, and we have to stand up and stand before and pledge our allegiance to the United States of America, on which we stand, and we found out that was the Republicans. And mm-hmm. we found out the Republicans came, that's the revival of the ancient Roman Empire. So Republicans mm-hmm. was put together by Rome mm-hmm. and young lives in first Maccabees chapter eight. Uh verse fifteen again there. Because we got a whole lot of new remember this, this network is packed jail. And we just gonna take our time and, and slow walk it down and break break it all the way down on this series called Rebuilding the Number of the B six six six, the Son of Perdition. Because we don't find out who the son of addition is now. So we now we know both parts have been fulfilled. We know who the son of addition is. We found out the only one that Yahweh said he got no mercy coming from him. The sinners of Esau and his five sons. So now we'll reveal that part and and we got a long way to go. <laughs> so what you getting ready to read that young line? I'm about to read the book in first Maccabees. Chapter 8, verse number 15. The book of First Maccabees. Chapter 8, verse number 15. The book that was taken out of the Bible and by the Protestant church, part of the 14 books that they say that's missing. Verse number 15 reads, Moreover, how they had made for themselves a senate house, wherein 320 men Set in the council daily, consulting a way for the people to the end, they might be well ordered. Now, so now, what do we have in the United States? Do we have a a Senate House and how many members? So now we know now, can you look up the origin, uh, I mean, right now, of the... Senate House that's only the Senate House is only in the United States. 
Let's talk about the Senate House and how many members they got right now. Somebody help me out. I mean, this this series right here. We remember we got to reveal the strong position because we can show down that this is the side of the Roman Empire. That means reaffirming over the system of Rome, ancient Babylon, ancient Greece, ancient everything is all tied into the United States. All of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything didn't help God. They look back at the old records and revive it. So now, uh, tell me, in who got who carries the Senate seat today, and what country have the Senate seat? Let's see. Let's see oh. what, what young line or the will come up with on the Senate seat today. Who who is that talking about today? All right, we have. To- uh, well, in the Constitution, where they talk about the Senate seat, this is it, it, it only carries. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go pull up some. It talks about in the Google Dictionary. It says uh, the Constitution prescribes that the Senate be composed of two senators from each state. Therefore, the Senate currently has a hundred members, and that a senator must be at least thirty years of age, have been a citizen of the United States for nine years, and when elected, be a resident of the state from which he or she come from. So the Senate was revived for who? For the United States. He saw in his five yeah. cover from Rome. But well, where did they get it from? But well, where did they get it from? They, they got it from Rome. From ancient Rome. Ancient so Rome. So the Senate... Ancient Rome is the one that re- that first put it in the Constitution, and the United States have pulled out what ancient Rome had on the table back in First Maccabees eight fifteen. Mm-hmm. So that's that. So that again revised of the Roman Empire. Now, mm-hmm. so so we so we see now the system that we in now. Even the Constitution, even the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, that's a Republican. That is revived of ancient Rome being brought back again. That's ancient Rome, too. So that all came out of ancient Rome. The mm-hmm. Son of Edition helped pull that out. And now we go to school and send our kids to school, and we stand up and, and pledge allegiance to Rome. To the republic, and, and that was going on here. But he was told, but he was told by John on the Isle of Patmos hmm. to put this information in 96 A.D. and send it to the seven congregation that's in the northern world, mm-hmm. the northern world, right? Good. Right. So now, young line. Let's pick it up at verse number 11, in the 17th chapter 11. So we can stay on this part all the way for this lesson right here, but we will go a little further. Let's go to the 17th chapter of End Time Prophecy. Remember, John is on the Isle of Palmos. He's locked up in prison. Remember, when he writes his letter, now again, for those that knew 
when you're in prison, when you write a letter, you all mind what happened when you when you write a letter or receive a letter? What happened? What got to happen? Well, anytime you're incarcerated inside the United States, regardless if it's federal penitentiary or if it's state level penitentiary, um, before you write a letter, I mean, when you write a letter and you get ready to send it out, you cannot seal up your letter. You have to put your letter inside of the door. The officer's going to pick it up. They're going to send it to the mail room. They're going to hire a group of people to read your letter. They're going to read your letter when it go out to make sure there's nothing wrong. Uh, any threats, bold statements, or anything inside of it, so they're going to security. They're going to secure your letter for any security threats. And then also, if any letters that come inside of the penitentiary, they're going to do the same thing. You're going to open up your letters before you receive it. We're going to give you consent that you can receive the letter as long as it does not have any security threats towards the penitentiary or anything pertaining to uh, East Orleans Five Suns. Also, uh, unless it's legal mail, if it's legal mail coming from lawyers or attorneys or institutions or something like that, they will bring you how you sign for it, and they're going to open the letter in front of you, flip it inside out, but they're not going to read it. Then they give you the letter. But it's always a security uh, procedure before a letter goes out and before it comes in. Next. So, John was on our Patmos locked up in prison. Mm-hmm. And so when he was told to send it to seven churches with the children of Israel that was in Europe, he had to he had to speak in cold similitude. Dark sand. He had to hopefully that the one they were sent to knew the Bible. And now let's back up and read the thirteenth chapter. No, that was, that's what I want the thirteenth chapter. I want 13, Kathy, a young man. I want 13 and look at the last three verses. So with that understanding, in his letter, remember he writing his letter to the seven congregations of the children of Israel that scattered, that empowered your rulership in Europe. So now let's come back to verse 15 to 18. Listen to this. A uh, young man, look right. at Revelation chapter 13, verse 15 down to verse 18. With that understanding, this is what's written in Revelation chapter 13, verse 15 through 18. So now you, you know, so now you know from reading 1, 9 through 11, John is in penitentiary. He's been, he's incarcerated. So he has to mm-hmm. write totally different because if, if he got anything was a threat to the Roman Empire, you know, he lost his life. So mm-hmm. he had to speak in code, all type of the past to get it on. 15 to 18, listen to this. Let's read that 15 to 18. All right, going over to the book of Revelation, chapter 13, and we want to read verse 15 down to verse 18. The book of Revelation. Chapter 13, verse 15, down to verse number 18. Verse 15 reads, And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, 
that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Verse 16. And he calls all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast. Or the number of his name Verse 18 Here is wisdom Let him that hath an understanding Count the number of the beast For it is the number of a man And his number is Six hundred three score and six Wow And it's the number of a man mm-hmm. His number is of A number of a man in his Wait a minute. Read verse 9 again, now, young man. What, what is memo? 
besides the time. So all you got to do is look on your telephone and say to your smartphone who that is in Jerusalem right now called Judah, and they'll show you the picture, and they are the sinners of Esau. So they go, they right now they're trotting down your land, but you think you African American and Negro. You don't know that's your homeland because they have not been revealed to you and your pastor won't show you nothing. But we're going to walk it down and show you Gentiles is trotting down your homeland because young line in Galatians 4, 26, can you have to see out about your homeland? See, when they ask you today, what is your homeland? You don't have a clue because you have been taught anything. Galatians 4, 26, tell you what. We're going over to the book of Galatians. We want to read chapter 4. We're going to pick it up at verse number 26. Going over to the book of Galatians, chapter 4, and we want to read verse number 26. The book of Galatians, chapter 4, verse 26 reads, But Jerusalem, Yadah Judah, which is above is free, which is the mother of us all. You see that? See, our motherland is Jerusalem. Southern Kingdom, proper name, Judah. But right now we know we got those that have been, got degrees all on the wall. And you ask 99%, what is your motherland? First thing you will say is, is Mother Africa. <laughs> and that's why that prophecy would have not been fulfilled because 99% of the children of Israel don't even know they're not African-American Negroes. They are descendants of the book, and your motherland is the southern kingdom, but Judah, Benjamin, and Levi. But you will graduate with degrees on the wall and don't know that. Jerusalem, which is Judah, is our motherland. Not that it's the land of Shem that is called by that name after. That is Shem's land. But we don't know because we have not been taught anything. That's why the man of sin have not been revealed, but we're going to reveal them in this series. We're going to break them down and we're going to enjoy like the elder and the mother read earlier, we're going to enjoy this like Second Kings 10, 16. Read that young line. This is how we're going to enjoy this, 10, 16. We're going to enjoy doing this like Second Kings 10, 16 says what, young line? Going over to the book of Second Kings, and we want to read the verse number. We want to read the chapter 10, and we want verse number 16. The book of Second Kings, we want chapter 10, and we want to read verse number 16. The book of Second Kings, chapter 10, verse 16 reads, And he said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Yahweh. So they made him ride in his chair. So we're going to show our zeal. 
that we're going to show our zeal in this day. Come see, our, come see the six anointed camp zeal. We're going we gonna to show our zeal. That's what we're going to do. We're going to show our zeal. <laughs> that we gonna, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Uh, that's right. Sister B, out right outside in Camp 3, right outside of Kankakee. Uh, y'all want me to see right here. Y'all want me to see right here. Camp 3, right outside of Kankakee. We, we want to know if you um showing your zeal right outside of Kankakee, showing your zeal. Here, get back to the left. We're going to mute up Camp 3. All right. So now, Camp 3, you've been muted out. Because, uh, you know, we know the big dignitary is there. <laughs> well, so, so we're going to show our zeal in, in this series. We're going to show this, mm-hmm. we're going to break this thing down to let you know exactly that Judah, Benjamin, and Levi have been kicked out of rulership out of the motherland, which is your motherland. So we just, if you got grandbabies, you actually, where's your motherland at? Take them to Galatians 426. That is your motherland. Southern Kingdom, that's the one they call African American Negroes. That's their motherland. They mm-hmm. every nation son through their own disobedience from not keeping the covenant. That's the reason you, you scatter. But until that man of sin be revealed, you're going to remain scattered. Because the man of sin got to be revealed. Because he's a son the system that got to be destroyed. That's what it is. I know. But see, Christianity would never teach you this. Y'all could they? Because they'd be revealing things that um, make everybody break out running too quick to the six anointed cats called boys ever to in life. They can't tell you what we should tell you now. Now, so we, in the 13th chapter there, young man, we read his number, read verse 17 again. All right, we're going back over to the book of Revelation. Yeah, I, I, I want to take a look at verse 17 again. And I'd like to know what you think that might mean. Verse 17, just read verse 17. All right, the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse number 17 reads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Okay. Now back up to 14. So you're not going to get a buy or sell unless you have a number of his mark, the mark of the beast. And we find out a mother, mother, this beast is, um, Ecclesiastes 3.18. What is this beast, mother? This beast is what? 
Ecclesiastes 3.18. What, what, what is the beast, mother? And, and Ecclesiastes verse <laughs> yeah. 3.18. That's the 3. Verse 18. Mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 18. I said in my mind concerning the estate of the sons of man, that Yahweh might manifest them, manifest them, and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. So the beast is talking about a man, a man. The man is a system. A man is a system. The man is one of the kings that run a system, a government. This man runs a government by the policies of revived ancient Rome. So this and you'll see all the traces once you got all the information. But what it mean by you got to receive a mark in your hand and your forehead? Now, see, that's where the deep dog stands. When he was writing, remember, he had to talk with deep dog stands. And he used similitudes. Uh, he couldn't talk straight up because if he talked straight up, they could have recognized that he was sending out a threat. And if he's doing that, he was going to be threatened. Now, what is he talking about? A mark in your hand, a mark in your forehead. What is he talking about in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10, that young man? What are you talking about? What, where is this mark at in your hand and your forehead? See, the Bible got a double meaning to it. You got to recognize the Bible has a double meaning to it. And, and you and you read the the, the Bible carnally, but to understand this Bible, you got to understand it spiritually. Now, the reason why he called it a beast, and you're not gonna buy and sell. What are you talking about, young man? Give me Hebrews chapter eight, verse ten. And eleven twenty six of the book of Ezekiel. Eleven twenty six. All right. We're going over first to the book of Hebrews. The book of the Israelites. Chapter eight. Verse number ten. Then we're going to skip down. We're going to go back and read Ezekiel the seal. Chapter eleven, verse twenty six. Book of the Israelites. Book of Hebrews, chapter eight, verse number ten reads. For this is the covenant that I will make with the family of Israel. After those days, says Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their mind. And I will be to them a Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, and they shall be to me a people. So you see, so these laws that he talked about, you're not gonna be able to get a mark. He talking about he, these these in your mind. See, it's in your mind, not your hand. Ain't nobody gonna do no person can put a chip 
anywhere, that don't mean that you're not, you don't lost your mind, you don't know what's going on. You still know what's mm-hmm. going on. They got over there in Sweden now, they got those, got chips all in their hands, they touch the mm-hmm. doors, they got their bank accounts and all that. But their mind is still the same. They know, they know you, you they, they still know you have the American Negro. It don't change your mm-hmm. mind. No. If you got to know who controlling your mind, your mind. See, you got to have Yahweh's laws in your mind or you have the beast with the man system in your mind. Which one you got in your mind that controls your hand and your brain? Okay, for example, the mark of the beast is in your mind. What do you do on a Saturday? Do you just watch the cars? Go to the movie? Mm-hmm. So, what do you do on a Saturday? Yahweh's mark on a Saturday is to have a righteous gathering. Do you do that? That means if you don't do it, you got the system mark. You got the mark already. You wait on something to happen, you got it already. Do you wear bridges in your clothes? No. That means you got them all already. Because he told you in the 15th chapter, 37 through 40, children of Israel is to wear fringes. But I know in the fringes of mine, you to keep the law. Do you pledge allegiance to the Republicans of the flag of the Republicans? The Republicans will sit up by Rome. Rome will sit up by Satan the devil. So you got the mark. Every time you open your mouth, every when you walk and you talk, you got you already got the mark of the system. And the system of a man, the revived Roman Empire. So you already been here all the time. You wait on somebody to bring a chip. They can put a chip anywhere they want to put on you on you to buy and sell. That don't change your mind from keeping the Saturday. They don't know about when you keep it a Saturday. And they, uh, and they know you're not keeping their day. Then they know that you contrary to. So we ain't going to say you nothing. And that's why you're supposed to be throwing, starting your own garden. Got your own stuff starting to be growing and, and stuff. Because you know it's going to happen. So mm-hmm. a lot of things that you need to know. So you already got the mark by being in the system of pledging allegiance to the flag. And you know, you did it, your grandbabies did it, your kids did it. They still before put their hands on on their chest and say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republicans. The Republicans mm-hmm. are wrong. Mm-hmm. And wrong was set up by who was 26 second Enoch 2612. They was set up wrong. The Vatican City is controlled by Rome. The military is the United States. So, which is the revived Roman Empire. So now, Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19 says what? So this is what Yahweh is trying to tell you. Your hand, whether you receive a chip in your head, and listen, what that means, is Ezekiel 11, 19, what is that? We're going over to the book of Ezekiel. 
chapter 11, verse number 19. We want the book of Ezekiel, the seer, chapter 11, verse 19. Yeah. Let me read. Verse 19. And I will give them one mind, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony mind out of their flesh. And we'll give them a mind of flesh. All he's saying, I'm a, all he's saying for the children of Israel, I'm going to send you teachers now to show you what the word is saying and put the word of the Bible in your mind and you'll get rid, you'll get rid of the revived Roman Empire out of your head. Time to mm. keep it. You'll do it Saturday. But right now, 95% of the children of Israel called the Negro, we keep Sunday. All of them. They keep Sunday. First mm-hmm. day of the week. So you've been having the mob. You eat whole. Wow. <laughs> but you you eat hog in the 11th chapter, so you don't eat that. So you've been had the mob all the time. You've been having the mark of the beast, which is the mark of a... Sense of our system all your life. Been having it all the time. You waiting on something to happen on TV to might put a, a chip or a barcode on you. Whatever happens they put in you is because you don't know the scripture. That's gonna change your mind from not worshiping Yahweh Sabbath day, feast day, and to sitting on the fence on the dock of the day. So it says in um Verse number 36, verse 26 there, y'all line. Ezekiel 36, verse 26. All right. We're going over to the book of Ezekiel the Seer. We're going to chapter 36, verse number 26. The book of Ezekiel the Seer, chapter 36, and we're going to read verse number 26. Verse 26, read. A new mind also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony mind out of your flesh, and I will give you a mind of flesh. Uh-huh. So you see, and that's what we come to do, to give you a mind, you understand, to take another look at this Bible, and that, the man of sin will be revealed in this series, but we've already revealed them already, but we ain't got halfway started on this man. Remember, this broadcast, you can re-come back on at 9.15, catch the beginning of the broadcast, and take note, help yourself to help others. We're going to take our time and walk this thing down, but we find out this, um, when John was saying about this beast, let's go 13 chapter, young line, 1, 2, 3, 4, the 13 chapter, back up to 1, 2, 3, 4. Let's see, let's see what we can read out of 13, 1, 2, 3, 4. But we find out in verse number 9, and that 14, verse 9, he's letting you know now, if you come back to the 14 chapter, young line, but we read 1, 2, 3, 4. Come back and let's look at it real carefully, 9 through 12. Let's look at it real carefully, 
14th chapter, verse 9 through 12. So you know this beast is a system controlled by the sons of Esau, but they will be destroyed. How they will be destroyed, you otherwise need by being destroyed, they will be out of ruling your mind and they're going to feel prophecy because you're going to get your own mind back and that's automatic on the story him when you get your own mind back because you will not be in places where you at today. So they will be taken out the way in your mind. I mean, what they do, if they walk left, you walk right. They walk right, you walk left. You are understanding these things and trying to come. So now, Look what he says in 14, verse 9 through 12. And, and your mind going to deliver the knockout book. 14, chapter 9 through 12 says what? The book of Revelation. 14, verse 9, down to verse number 12. Verse 9, read. In the third angel, ministering spirit. 14, followed, 9 through 12. I'm sorry, say it again. Revelation 14, 9 down to verse 12. Okay, the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verse 9 down to verse 12, verse 9 reads. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in, in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, verse 10, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of Yahweh, which is Poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the righteous angels, holy angels, in, in the presence of the Lamb. Verse 11. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. And they have no rest, day nor night. Who worshiped the beast of his image, and whosoever received the mark of his name. Verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of Yahweh the Father and the faith of Yahweh the Son. Yeah. So if you, you say now, you get it, his image. And you and you get the mark of his name, and if you get the mark of his, what's the mark of his name? Let's go to entire prophecy. Now John is right from penitentiary entire prophecy. What is the mark of his name? If you get the mark of his name, he said, "I'm gonna pour out my indignation without mix." The mark of his name. What, what is the name? He, John is going to tell you about a name that is written in your Bible at verse 1 and 5, 17, 1 and 5. Now, young lion delivered the knockout blow. In the 17th chapter of Revelation, remember, John is writing about a name. If you get the mark of this name, y'all say I'm going to, he was. Right to the seven churches, saying, somewhere down the line, they're going to get a name. 
But if they get that mark or that name, he's going to pour out without mixing. Let's find what he says in 17, verse 1, 2, and 5. Let's do 1, 2, and 5. Take your time there, young line. I'm pulling for you to deliver the knockout blow. All right. 17, verse 1, 2, and 5. What name, if you get in your head, that comes out your mouth, that y'all are going to get you in time to come. We'll find out. 17, 1, 2, and 5. Come on. One over to the book of Revelation, chapter 1, 2, 5, and I'm going to add verse number 6 in there. The book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse read. I mean, chapter 17, verse 1. Chapter 17, verse 1, read. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows and talked with me, saying unto me, Come here, I will show unto you the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Verse 2, With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk of the wine of her fornication. Verse 5, and upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Verse 6. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the, and with the blood of the myrtle of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. The name that if you got that name in your forehead before he shut you down, and you lay down with that name Jesus, and you don't repent, that's the name he's going to pull out his spirit without measure. John is writing about a name that's going to come. He's writing the hereafter. The name, if you got this name in your head, and you don't repent and get this name out of your mouth, Jesus, he's going to pour out his spirit on you without mixing. The name of Jesus, somebody else. Hallelujah. We're going to the 13th chapter to read where that name Jesus came from. See, remember, the Bible has a double meaning. So you will be destroyed by having this name in your head when he sets you down. If you don't repent, and remove this J-U-S-U-S out of your head, the man going to destroy you. Right the name is Jesus. John wrote about a name that was going to come, not in his days, but it's in your days. And that name is Jesus. And that name coming from who? You can find where that name is coming from by going to Acts 13. You don't see who name that is. So when you call on this Jesus name, we're going to Acts 13 and find out exactly what his name comes from, what his name means. 13 chapter. And we're going to pick it up at verse number 13, verse number 6 and 10. We're going to find what, what, his, what his name Jesus it's already prophesied coming from. Who is behind this name called Jesus? Make it better. Jesus Christ. Who behind this, 
his name, Jesus Christ. Now, find out right now. By going to 13 chapters, verse number 6 and verse 14, we're going to find out who behind Jesus Christ. 13. Speaking of verse number 6 and 10. Come on, there, y'all, line. The book of Acts. Chapter 13, verse 6 and verse number 10. Verse 6 reads, And when the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 6, And when they had gone through the isles of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false seer, a Yadda Judah, whose name was Bar-Jesus. Well, they found, a, they, they found a false, hold on, they found a false pastor, shepherd, the pope, leader. They ain't found no false seer, because they don't sustain no false seer. They found the false, the false pope. They found the false bishop, shepherd, teacher. That's what they found was false. That's what they found was false. That was his name. His name was called Bar Jesus. Son of Jesus. That was his name. Now, this how the definition of the Son of Jesus is in verse 10. The book of Acts, chapter 13, verse number 10. Verse 10 reads, And said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, you child of the devil, you enemy Hold that of... Hold that point. Hold that point. So the name Son of Jesus is what? The child of the devil. That name comes from Satan the devil. That Jesus Christ name came from Satan the devil. That's where that name comes from. Jesus Christ. Paul said that he is the son of the devil. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. He said, let me read verse 9. You child of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, you will not cease to pervert the right. Uh, you will not cease to pervert the right way. Mm-hmm. Let me read verse six of this young line. I got stumbled off in his words. And when they have gone, when they have. Gone through the Isle of Patmos, they found a sorcery. This sorcery means he'll be he'll be with you. He'll a be with you. A false pastor, bishop, tribe of Judah, whose name is Bar Jesus. That's his name, Bar Jesus. And look what WCC said. He said, now, for that point, see, I'm cutting off the young line. He's too talking for the night. And the elder, too, too talking for the night. Well, well, mother, it's it, it down, it down to you and, and myself again, that mother. So, so mother E, um, is mother Z in there ready to give a, a commentary with thought and time by See if Mother Z want to give a commentary on case number three. Hey, Mother Z, 
travel, yes, I do. You want to come and grab your passport? So why not, Mother? Not coming home. All right, good enough. Well, now, Mother, we're going to find out why do they call the beast? All four systems is is like a beast. What 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 is we can get out of this, Mother? Let's go to Jeremiah 15 verse three. Because they'll mute everybody off the broadcast, Mother. Just me and you. For a while, hollering in the microphone. In Jeremiah 15 verse three, why do he say a uh, beast? Uh, the beast. What did he say about the beast? Um, what did that word he used about the beast? The mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. Why, why did he call these nations beast? We're going to Jeremiah 15, verse 3, and find out, Mother. Let's find out, give him a comment after you read Jeremiah 15, verse 3. Jeremiah 15, verse 3. And I, and I will appoint over them. O kind, said Yahweh, the sword to slay, and the dogs to tear, and the fowls of the heaven, and the beasts of the earth to devour and destroy. He's saying these four kingdoms, once they get proud of you, they're going to treat you like a beast. They're going to treat you like a dog. They're going to treat you like a, a beast. You know if a beast, you go out there in them jungle long enough and let a beast get you off down, that beast is trying to best to devour you. You know, you you want the big beast to get a hand on you, you know, you know the because the big beast got a covenant too. So if they catch you with your back turned and you don't see the beast, the beast will try to best to put you in the mouth. He said a full system that you're gonna run into gonna be like be on you like a beast. And that and what is the full system called? First was Alexander the Great. Greece. The second was Rome. The third one was uh, I can go I can go Portugal and Spain. I can go Portugal and Spain. I can go France France. And Great Britain, I can, I can go five just off the top of my head. And out of the five came the United States of America. They came out of the five. And that's what he says right here. Most that come back to the 17th chapter, it tells you that in 17 verse 11, see, John is talking cold. He's sending all kind of signals to the the churches that was in Europe. Look what it says in Revelation 17, verse 11. Look at Revelation chapter 17, verse 11 reads, And the beast that was, and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and gone into perdition. And he, gonna be, and he will be destroyed. And he will be destroyed. But this right here, so this this government will come out of the seven, which which is the eight. So he's gonna come out of 
the Sabbath. The United States came out of Great Britain, formed their own thing in 1776. But they came out of Great Britain, the Sabbath. They become the eighth. And they are, and now they are bad rule. Now, if I just read that, mother, let's go to the Red Book. Let's, let, let, let's find out something, mother, real quick. Let's find out something. We are, we're back with this. We're going to enjoy this series. We're just going to play it by ear. And the book of Maccabees, mother, we want to find out something. I mean, I mean, second Ezra. Sorry about that. Second Ezra. We want to read some out of second Ezra, mother. We want to read 11 verse 40. We'll look at 11 verse 40. In the second book of Ezra, chapter 11, pick it up at verse number 36 down to verse 46. Let's go and enjoy this right here, Mother. We're going to enjoy this right here. This is end time prophecy, Mother. Let's see what it says in Second Ezra, chapter 11, verse 36 to 46. And we'll close out with this. We'll come back on it again tomorrow at 6 o'clock. And we'll get some more of this. But let's read, let's read the end time prophecy, Mother. Second Ezra, chapter 11, 36 down to verse 46. It's all yours in the closest day to come out. Second Ezra, chapter 11, verse 36 to 46. Second Ezra, chapter 11, verse 36. Then I, verse 36. Then I heard a voice which said unto me, Look before thee and consider the thing that thou seest. 37, and I beheld, and lo, as it were a roaring line, chasing out of the woods. And I saw that he sent out a man forth unto the eagle, and said, Here thou, I will take with thee and the height. She'll say unto thee, I will talk hey, to you. Yeah, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk with you. Yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. Verse 39. So this lion, get ready to talk to this eagle. The lion, similitude, get ready to talk to the eagle. Similitude. <laughs> the lion is Yahweh the son, get ready to talk to the descendants of Esau, which is the eagle. And he got the eagle sign today. 39. Verse 39, are not thou yet that remaineth of the four beasts whom I made a, whom I made to reign over my world that the end of their times might come through them? Oh, so, it, so it'll be no ruler after them but you and me. So the fourth kingdom, so it will be nothing happening in China. The last rulership is this fourth beast. This one is the revived Roman Empire called the United States of America. 
So the Israel, the fourth kingdom, this is it. This is that beast that treats you like a beast. Right now, he's talking about this. The end will come through this fourth kingdom once they reveal. What does it say in verse 40? Verse 40. And the folk came and overcome all the beasts that were paid and had power over the world with great fearfulness and over the whole companion and over the whole companion of the earth with much wicked oppression and so long and so long time dwell he upon the earth with deceit. What do you mean? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So now, now, Rome never ruled the whole world. All the nation that ever ruled the whole world is the United States. The United States is the one who ruled everybody. So this is not talking about ancient Rome. This is revived Roman. This is what came out in 1776. The only country that fits it today is the United States. They rule over everybody. They got embassies in everywhere, military uh, bases all over the world. This is that fourth kingdom they're talking about. This is prophecy talking about the United States. Just don't have a name, but you got to put it together yourself. Mm-hmm. The United States knocked off France, Spain, and Great Britain and took over everything. They lose out of purchase in 1803. They knocked off France. They knocked off Great Britain. They knocked off Spain. They knocked all of them out, and they become the sole ruler to this day. 41. 41. 41. But the earth has by not good will prove. You see, you see, what I'm saying? You, see you ain't judged this earth by truth. You've been lying everywhere. You've been saying that y'all run things from, from Europe and Ain't nobody greater than America with the revived Roman Empire. You see what I'm saying? Go ahead and some more. 42. Verse 42. But thus has afflicted the meat, thus has hurt the peaceable, thus has loved land and destroyed the dwelling of them that brought forth that truth. And has passed down the walls of such as did be no harm. Threaten ill things, wonderful dealings, cometh up unto the height, and they proud. Unto the mighty. With the height also has looked upon the proud 
time. And behold, they are ended. And his abominations are fulfilled. 45. And therefore, they fear no more thou eagle, nor thou harbor wings, nor thou wicked feathers, nor thou malice head, malicious head, nor thou harmful claws, nor all thou vain body, 46, that all the earth may be refreshed and may return, being delivered from their violence, and that she may hope for the judgment and mercy of him that made her. Yeah. So now, so we clear who this is that's run down by line, kicking everybody in the ring, got everybody too scared to open the mouth, ain't got no zeal. Stop it right there. You just depart in grand style, mother, all you can say. Mother E, Mother Z, the elders, the, the teachers, the brothers, the sisters, everybody done their part in grand style. You get back on again tomorrow at 6 o'clock, mother. Remember, we're going to reveal this thing and lay it out like a teaspoon. And and the man of sin will be revealed with the sins of Esau and his five sons. Translate a day after the white man and the white woman that's in power today. The reviving, revived Roman Empire that's the United States of America. Mother, closing statement is all yours. Take your time and give your closing statement. You've done your part in grand style. Come on. Okay. Just thanking and praising Yahweh for this class. Thank and praising Yahweh for the listeners. Thank and praising Yahweh for the teachers. And I'm going to read, uh, I guess, I'm going to read in uh, at the Red Book, Ecclesiastes, uh, Torah, chapter 1. Double eggs without Duke mayo? That's like a country song without the twang. Ah, shoot. A pork swing without the porch. <laughs> or a cookout without the grill. So if you're not making deviled eggs with Duke, you're not making deviled eggs. Get some today and make those deviled eggs the right way. Find Duke's real, light, and flavored mayos at your local grocery store. Duke's, it's got twang. <laughs>